Does a God-given dream, I want to talk about this for a few minutes, automatically get fulfilled? Sadly, the answer is no. There are many people that will go home and they're saved, love God, and make heaven and never fulfill the dream that God placed in their life. Why? Look at this. A dream doesn't drive you. A dream draws you. Welcome to the Destined to Win podcast with pastor and teacher Tim Masters. Pastor Tim is the senior pastor of Victorious Life Christian Center in Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm Joe Harding, inviting you to join us for worship services Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at the Flagstaff Middle School Complex. For more information on the ministries of Victorious Life Christian Centers or to make a donation, visit us online at vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Now with today's message, here's Pastor Tim Masters. I want to talk about dreams. Your dreams, my dreams. A little over five years ago, God placed a dream in my wife and I's heart for Flagstaff to start a church, and we started a church, and God has been growing the church ever since. But most people... Think, mystic, think dreams are these mystical things. That there's some ethereal nightly thought or, or contemplation of an experience that our minds kind of process through and work through that happen in the course of the day, the week, the month, the year. Yet the Bible teaches that dreams are so much more. They are goals. They are visions, passions, pursuits. They are the fire of our heart that saturate our soul with joy at the very thought of them. When I think about what God is doing in my wife and I, our life, this ministry, in his kingdom for his glory, there's a joy that wells up. Listen to this, dreams are the continuing vision of how we want life to be at the zenith of its completeness. Let me put it kind of nuts and bolts. They are the what we want to do or how we want to do it or the what we want to be and become in the process, aspirations of our life. On the screen, I wanted to put this because this is very important for us to grab a hold of. Something we should grasp. Something that's imperative for you and I to grasp is that our destiny and the very reason for our living is wrapped up tightly in our dreams. Not some mystical, ethereal thing, but this, this, this passion that continually... Let me say it this way. These desires, 
These ambitions are supernatural seeds that God has planted in you and I just waiting to germinate and sprout and grow. Everyone in this room has this insatiable desire with inside of them that they want to complete something. They want to accomplish something. Why? It's a spiritual DNA, a seed that God planted that has on it the very blueprint of what you and I were intended to become. And can I tell you that insatiable something burns inside of me and it burns inside of you too. This is what drives you. This is what pushes you. This is what causes you and I to not be satisfied at status quo. And the fact is, you may put it off, you may put it behind, but you cannot ignore it, ignore it for very long. Why? Because it keeps coming back to your mind. Why? It's part of what you're supposed to be. And it'll never leave you alone. Years ago, I was reading about midlife crisis because I figured I'd have one soon, someday. Well, I didn't put it on my calendar, so I guess I didn't have one. I, it, it wasn't scheduled. I remember in my uh, early 40s, I started riding motorcycle again. It wasn't a midlife crisis. They said it was an MLC, midlife crisis. I said, no, it's GPB, gas pump blues. I got tired of paying the gas prices, so I wanted to ride something to get me 50 miles to the gallon. And so I, you know, I was doing that, but I never scheduled. You know what all the studies that I've done, the reason they say that men mostly, not that women are exempt, but men mostly have midlife crisis is because they feel unfulfilled unsatisfied, incomplete. Maybe that's why I didn't have one. I'm pretty complete in Christ. My life has been full and overflowed. Ecclesiastes 3, it's in your notes, it's on the screen, but I encourage you, always find it in your Bible. Look what it says. He has made everything beautiful. And appropriate in its time. The original language says in his time, in God's time. And I, I think I left this bold in your notes, but I want you to see it and pay attention to it. He has also planted eternity, a sense of divine purpose in your heart and mind. We know there's something we're supposed to accomplish. There's more to life than living and dying. Because God put it in our DNA. He planted it right inside of us. A mysterious longing. I'm reading out the Amplified Bible. A mysterious longing which nothing under the sun can satisfy. Nothing except God. Yet we cannot even grasp or, or, or comprehend what God has done. We, how did it get there? All we know is his overall plan has been prepared in us. 
Folks, look at me, please. That's the struggle we have every single day. That's what, that's what causes us to go buy bigger and brighter and faster because we're trying to satisfy something inside of us. And God said, it's just me. I've got a plan for your life, Dale. Robert, I planned it since the day you were born. Eula, you don't have to sit back and, and speculate and wonder. Just ask, and I will show. Pastor, is it that easy? Yes, and I will show you how in the course of today and next week. I, you see, I know exactly what my life's supposed to be doing. Not because I'm any great thing. I've just put God right in the middle. Because I chose to get right in the middle of him. Does God, does a God-given dream, I want to talk about this for a few minutes, automatically get fulfilled? Sadly, the answer is no. There are many people that will go home and they're saved, love God, and make heaven and never fulfill the dream that God placed in their life. Why? Look at this. A dream doesn't drive you. A dream draws you. That's that longing that's always pulling you. That's that, that insatiable something. You said, I got to get a hold of this. And God more than willingly wants to show. But until that time, that magnet just pulls us towards itself. And like I've already stated, there is not a man or a woman who does not have this birth inside of them because God created you that way. Why? It's that dream that gives us purpose. That ability to become something. And if we can't become something, this is what most live with a frustrated life. They're frustrated in their present And they miss out on their future. So this is what I'll talk about for the next few minutes. Number one, the fact that your dream did not originate with you. Its residence inside of you is because God placed it in you. He put it there. God is the source of that passion. He is the source of that desire. He is the source of of that dream. Proverbs 16, we looked at last week. We can make our own plans. But listen to this. But the Lord gives the right answer. What does that literally mean? He is the one who prepares and plans for your success in him. People may be pure in their own eyes. They may think they've got it all planned out and all put together. But look what the Bible says. The Lord examines the motives, the why you do what you do, the why we be, want to be what we want to be. And then we highlighted it last week, but I want you to highlight it again today. Underline, circle, put an asterisk, put you know, exclamation points. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. See, this is God's word. This is God's promise. I remember the the Bible picture in Numbers 22 about a prophet, Numbers 21, 2, and 3, a prophet named Balaam. 
The sad reality is we remember Balaam's donkey more than we remember Balaam. Because of the first time that a donkey ever spoke. My mind just took a little detour and I'm going to leave that one alone. But can I tell you what God did? Balaam had a plan, but God had a purpose. Balaam had a plan to curse Israel. That was made up in Balaam's heart. But God got a hold of Balaam and said, you can curse and then pass, or you can bless and be remembered forever. And we know the end of the story. Balaam wound up blessing Israel and getting King Balak all irritated. I want to make a statement that's in your notes. Okay, pastor, God gives the dream. Can I dream without God? Yes, you can. Some, maybe in the sound of my voice, have seen a dream without God even realized. Pretty shallow, isn't it? Pretty unsatisfying. Why? Because God's dream is the only one that was designed for you, built in you, to be birthed through you. If we are to have our dreams make sense, the only way is you've got to make Jesus the heart of that dream. Without Jesus, we might follow a dream for our life that God never put in our heart. Every dream. has the potential of becoming a nightmare if God's not in it. This is what Satan tried to do with Jesus in Matthew chapter 4. We know it as the wilderness experience. Jesus was sent to the wilderness by God to be tested by the devil. And what the devil tried to do was place a new dream in Jesus' heart. Three times. He said, Jesus, if you'll fall down and worship me, we can cause these breads to be, or these stones to be turned to bread and you can eat. If you fall down and worship me, I'll cause this to happen. I'll cause that to happen. And the final thing, because Jesus knew who he was, unlike one of the movies that has recently been put out that Jesus didn't know who he was. Jesus knew exactly who he was. And the Bible says that the devil showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment. And he said, if you'll worship me, I'll give them all to you. Could you imagine Jesus inside saying, listen, sucker, they're already mine. But Jesus didn't respond that way. He says, written, he always went back to the dream maker. I will serve the Lord my God and him alone. And the Bible says the devil fled. 
Oh, he didn't give up. Can I tell you something? Even when you find that dream, the devil will not try, stop trying to steal it from you. But he can't. Because God gave it to him. And the devil can't take anything from you that God gave to you. Oh, I can't believe I didn't get an amen for that. The devil can't steal anything from you that God gave to you. So does every dream come from God? The answer is no. The answer is no. Balaam, that wasn't from God. God turned it around for good as he promised that he will. The dreams of the enemy proposed to Jesus, that wasn't from God. You might be here today and, and you might have some ambition, some desire, some dream. You say, well, what is the problem? It may not be God. And so somebody would ask, well, maybe, that, maybe, my, maybe that's the problem. Maybe my dream isn't God. In your notes, I made a statement. There is such a thing. As godless dreams. <coughs> Not necessarily bad, but we're trying to find the dreams that God has dreamed for you. They're not necessarily bad, though they could be. You know what a godless dream is? Do you know the sad reality? Most Christians dream these kind of dreams. They're temporal in nature and have no eternal purpose. When God took Abraham out of Ur of the Chaldees, he took him to a place that he didn't even know where he was going. And all of his life, we can read about in the book of Romans, he said he sought for a city whose maker and builder was God, had had eternal foundations. He said, I know it's not about here and now. It's about then and there. But God, show me the purpose of my life that I can accomplish here and now what will bring glory to then and there. And that's what he did. So the Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 12 that Abraham understood he was blessed that he could become a blessing. All of his blessing in the temporal was to be a blessing for the eternal. So let's address the question that I know is floating around here. How do I know whether my dream is really from God or somewhere else. I should have left a blank for you to fill out. I left the answer in your notes. Real simple. Real simple. Does it accomplish God's glory or bring you glory? You see, a dream from God will draw you closer to Jesus. One that's not from God will actually take the place of God in your life. You know how many people I know that love God, but don't go to church? Love God, but don't pray. Love God, but don't read their Bibles. They're so consumed with work, career. I'm going to irritate a couple folks. Family. Relationships, money. Do you know all those things can become God? The Bible calls it idolatry. All idolatry is is when you 
have something bigger than God in your life. Something you value, you look at bigger. Am I making any sense today? I mean, it, it seems like, well, I, I'm, I'm not an idolater. I don't have statues. You could be an idolater. Maybe you worship the ground your wife walks on. Pastor, that's not bad. Not at all. Unless pretty soon your wife says, I don't want to go to church anymore, and you follow suit. Unless pretty soon your job situation or something starts taking you away from God. Now, don't get me wrong. You can work a job that could take you away from God. Not from God, but from church. Well, pastor, that's not a bad thing. It only is when the times that you can go to church, you don't go to church. Does that make sense? You see, this is what the enemy tries to take. A real dream which will always draw you to God. Will always put you right in the middle of what God's doing. And a false dream that will take you and further away. Maybe it's a job situation, a job change. Maybe it's a relationship irritation or a frustration. And what's it doing? Taking you away from everything you know or bringing you closer to everything you know? John 15, look what it says. I'm the vine, you're the branches. In me, if you remain, you will bear much fruit. But I don't know if I underlined this in your notes, but if I didn't, you need to. Apart from me, you can do what? Nothing. Nothing. You say, well, pastor, I, I do a lot of stuff without God. Well, I used to too. You know what he's saying? You can't do anything that'll make eternal significance. Realize this. When your dream is God's dream, it's unstoppable, it's unbeatable, and it's unforgettable. But we have to bring ourselves to realization. If I'm going to dream a dream that's fulfilling, I have to realize without him, I can't do anything that will make a significant difference in eternity or satisfy the longing in my heart. You see, without Christ as the center focus of your dream, all of our dreams are nothing more than frustrated. John 3.27, listen to what it says. A man can receive nothing unless God has given it to him from heaven. Nothing. I remember years ago when I was in the secular world and and doing different things. Man, I thought I was living my dream. But I wasn't. I would go to bed at night unfulfilled. I'd wake up in the morning or in the afternoon because I worked all night and stayed up half or slept half the day. I was just unsatisfied until the next time that I, I went back. And I shared this with somebody recently. We get the idea that, man, that, that, that I lost my job or I lost this or I lost that. And all of a sudden, you know, the devil just stole this. Do you think that God might have closed that door in your face? They could help you to see a door that you didn't know was even open? See, I'm a believer that sometimes God shuts things that we're trying to keep open. Because he's trying to get us to fulfill that dream. 
all of the creativity and passion needed to fulfill that dream, that longing, that urging, that desire inside of you must flow from Jesus. If it doesn't, we will just be a frustrated mess. Can somebody say amen? Let me wrap this up this morning in the next few minutes. How will we know whether our dreams are really from God or not? There are many ways to determine this, and I put it in your notes, so I'm just kind of going to go through it quickly. The dream will be bigger than you and your ability to do it. You won't be able to let go of it because it will not let go of you. It is continually drawing you. You will be willing to give anything, sell everything to obtain the dream that God has placed in your heart. Remember the the Bible talks about the man with the pearl of great price? He sold all of his property. He sold everything of his possession to grab that one pearl. You see, that dream will be insatiable, unquenchable, and unchangeable. And the last encompassing reality, it will be for God's glory. If it is anything in your life outside of bringing glory to God, you say, Pastor, how does my job bring glory to God? Because the resources that you receive from it come back into God's kingdom. Because the people that you touch because of it are being touched for eternal purposes. Because the attitude that you walk in on it opens the eyes of other people to be lifted, to understand there's more to this than what they're seeing. Remember when you were a kid? The younger kind, not the older kind like me. You had all these dreams. Being a baseball player, yeah. Being president, first woman president. Being all these different things. Yet as we got older, people and circumstances cut those down to size. You see, we became adults and we voluntarily trimmed our dreams to a manageable portion. Do you know why? So we don't get disappointed. Man, I had the dreams. I, there's a song that I love. It's by a group called the Statler Brothers. Anybody remember the Statler Brothers? It's called the Class of 57. If you haven't heard the song, you need to go find YouTube and just play the song. It tells the story of the lives of the people that were in the Class of 57. How they all had these dreams. How they all had the, and that none of them came to fruition. Of course, I'm listening to the song, and I don't see God mentioned in the song at all, so maybe that's why. But the reality is, when we're young, we got these great visions of grandeur. Why did they change? We shouldn't cut our dreams down. We should set higher goals, not lower ones. My God is the author of the impossible, not just the possible. I heard a truth years ago, and and it's a truth that, that bears witness. 
is that if I aim at nothing, I'm guaranteed to hit it every time. We need to dream big. Oh, we may not hit the highest aspirations of that dream, but we'll go a lot further than aiming at something low. My wife doesn't like to go with me when I'm negotiating things. Because I'm one of those people that really believe the scripture in the book of James, you have not because you ask not. And so I'll ask people, I'll ask people for the moon. Oh, I might only get the clouds, but it's a whole lot better than the trees. <laughs> I've, I could tell you stories. I've asked people for things that they just kind of walked away shaking their heads, only to come back later and say, okay, you can have it. Ask yourself a question. Next week, I'm going to show you how to make your dreams come true. Out of God's word, I'm going to show you how to make your dreams come true. But let me ask you a simple question. You want to know if that dream you're living right now, or you're trying to live right now, is it really from God? Ask the question, can I fulfill it without God's help? If you can, it probably isn't God. Or if it is God, it's not the bigger one that he has planned for you. See, the Bible says all things are possible with God. A dream from God should make us cry out, Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. You're my one defense. You are my righteousness. Oh, God, how I need you. Cry out for his help, his guidance, because we know without him I can't do anything. <coughs> Can I tell you about a dream? When a dream is built on things, it'll fade away. Famous fleeting wealth wanes, health and power declines. None of these foundations will support a dream. But a dream birthed by and built for God will be overwhelming, unbeatable, insurmountable, and untouchable. Here's two things to help you understand whether your dream is really from God or not. There's only two things the dreams are built on, truth and people. Truth and people. And if your dream, the dream you're living right now, isn't built on one of these, it's not God. Truth, Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words won't. We can believe in all kinds of things, but if we believe on anything besides truth, the truth of God's word, that it's going to pass away. People, look what Jesus said. I came to seek and to save that which is lost. I came for no other reason but to do my Father's will. Can I tell you, you were born for one reason, to bring glory to the Father. And since the day you took your first breath, the devil has been beating to try to steal that from you. Every one of you are supposed to be in the ministry. Oh, it's not my calling. Really? That's not what the Bible teaches. We're all called. 
uh, you know, I'm not called to be a pastor. I'm not talking about the five-fold ministry. But we're all called to be a testimony for Christ, to seek and to save those that are lost. You see, the only way to minister to God is to minister to people. Jesus said in Matthew 25, when you've done it not to the least of these, you've done it not unto me. But when you've done it for the least of these, you've done it for me. All our dreams must be built on touching lost humanity. Every aspect. You say, well, my job has nothing to do with reaching people. Sure it does. You're working in the mission field. I love Jimmy Bryant over here. He's out punching cows all day. He got lots of time to talk to those cows about God. But periodically, when they're on a muster, he's got a bunch of cowboys around him. I don't know, do they do cowgirls on musters too now? Oh, okay. That's what I, was, I didn't know for sure. So, But he got, and you know what he can do? He can look up the stars and talk to all of them about the maker of those stars. He's in a mission field. You're in a mission field. Your dream, if it's not touching lost humanity or purposing for the touching of lost humanity, may not be a God dream. Are you with me okay? You see, the secret to happiness as the worship team comes is pouring our lives into other people. This is God's dream because this brings glory to God. Is your dream a dream that can only come to pass if God is in it? Or is it one that you, just time is all it's going to take, muscle, determination, hard work, you can make it happen? If so, realize one will last for a time, but the other will last for eternity. Which are you building? He has written eternity into our heart. He has put that DNA into our lives. And ultimately, we must ask ourselves, if this dream is from God, if the dream you have is from God. As music begins to play, I want you to look at me. I want you to ask yourself this question. If the dream I have is from God and you find it only temporal in nature, why would God give an eternal creation a temporal dream? Why? He didn't create you for the here and now. He created us for the there and there. And he gave us dreams for that purpose. Amen. Oh, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. You're my one defense. Let's sing that again. Oh, I need you. Every hour. Every hour I need you. 
Software, let me ask you just one more thing. God built your life for dream, dream finding and dream fulfilling. Find a dream so big that unless God's in the middle of it, there's no hope for it to come to pass. That's what God birthed in you. That's what God planned in you. That's what God has ready for you. Watch what God can do as you reach out and trust Him for that. Amen. Pastor Tim Masters with this week's message on the Destined to Win podcast. Destined to Win is made possible with the prayerful and financial support of those destined to win. To donate online, visit vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Destined to Win is a production of Victorious Life Christian Center with services Sunday mornings at 10 at the Flagstaff Middle School Complex. I'm Joe Harding. For Pastor Tim Masters and the congregation at Victorious Life Christian Centers, you're invited to join us here next week for another edition of the Destined to Win podcast. Yeah.